everybody. Welcome to the Adventist Healthcare and You podcast. I'm Shanna, joined with Nimit. He's back. Hi, everyone. I missed everyone last time. Oh, we missed you too, Nimit. Thank you for always being available to do this. And um, we know you're busy with lots of other things. So we appreciate the time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. We're glad to have you back. And today we're here with Kathleen Crowley, Employee Assistance Program Clinical Manager with Adventist Healthcare to talk about burnout. Thank you, Kathleen, for coming today. Of course. Thanks for the invite. All right. So this is a topic that I've read a lot about recently. I know it's a topic that Nimit feels passionately about. It's about employee burnout and just burnout in general. So let's let's get into it. Yeah, I know being a you know former ICU manager over the past couple of years, burnout is something that we, we saw a significant amount of in our clinical setting with our nurses, with our doctors, with our staff members and the family members too. So so we, we saw a lot of burnout and nobody wants to talk about it. So I think I'm so glad that Kathleen is here to kind of help us understand it a little bit better and talk about what we need to do and what the community can do to deal with burnout and at least talk about it. Yeah. You know, burnout has been affecting our healthcare providers, especially in the last couple of years. They're more at risk for it just in general, but burnout affects everybody in every industry, right, Kathleen? We are seeing that just globally, right? All businesses are suffering from burnout. That's a thing. The World Health Organization has recognized that burnout is real and it's happening and it's happening across the board. Burnout is affecting everybody in every way. We've been so overwhelmed in the last couple of years with all that's going on with the way it's affected our economy, our businesses, our children and how they're learning, whether they're staying at home or going to school or going at home and back and forth. We're working remotely. We're not working remotely. Everyone has been affected by this. Mm-hmm. Supplies, everything. Yeah. And so it's all over. So burnout is, you know, so much more than just feeling tired or stressed. So what is burnout? Burnout is related to work. It's when you're exposed to prolonged stress with no relief. Burnout is just that ongoing, it's prolonged, there's no relief. When you think about it in the context of COVID, right, it's been going on for years and it keeps going. And so when you're faced with more work, less time to do it, all the other things that are impacting and there's no relief, that's when burnout hits. And burnout is really the idea that your coping skills are down. You're less focused. You're more distracted. You're depleted. You're exhausted. And therefore, it spills out into everything. And there's no easy fix either because it's it's not just kind of saying, oh, I'm stressed and recognizing it and moving on. There's no easy fix or quick fix, I guess. Yeah, I'll go with quick fix because, you know, I'm a mental health clinician. So I think that everything is fixable and there's always hope. And there is. It's just that it has to be recognized by either yourself or listening to somebody that you work with or a loved one when they're recognizing some of your symptoms, listening to that and taking hold of it. Yeah, there's no quick fix, but there is a fix. And you talk about recognition. Um, how do you think people can recognize some of those things? I know burnout is something that people don't easily talk about, but in terms of recognition in general, what are some of those signs or symptoms that people can see in each other? It's a good question. I think when I think of burnout, for me, it's cynicism you know, when my sarcasm goes up or when I'm just negative all the time. And it's different for everybody, but it can also be that losing your focus, right? That's where mistakes can happen at work. It can also be that maybe you're just starting to see a change in your your sleep. 
you're not sleeping as much or as well as you did before, or you're sleeping too much. There's changes happening. You're tired. You're just exhausted all the time. And then physical symptoms can happen too, like headaches. But I caution anybody that's having any new physical symptoms, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the clinician across the <laughs> way from me, that we know that if there's any new physical symptoms, we would urge you to go get those checked out and ruled out first. But if it's ruled out that it's nothing else, then it might be a symptom that you're stressed. Okay. And chronic stress has its own physical symptoms too. For sure. When somebody is stressed for a prolonged period of time, it really starts to take a toll on you physically. And again, on you emotionally, you'll start to see your agitation might, might grow, your sleep changes, your appetite changes, all those things, the way you handle your relationships, both at work and at home, mm -hmm. they'll suffer. When you're feeling burned out, burnout's going to affect both work and home. Because if you're depleted and you're exhausted, you're just too exhausted to focus on work. And therefore, you're too exhausted when you go home to focus on your relationships. Or you're just too exhausted. You don't have the energy anymore to want to invest in those relationships. Mm -hmm. And another symptom of burnout is you lose that ability to want to learn and grow in your job. That's a symptom where you just start getting so tired that you don't want to grow and you don't look forward to the next challenge and you're not excited. That also is going to happen in your personal life, too. I you never even thought about that, about, you know, not being excited to try something new. That's I hadn't heard that before. So the idea of being what's called presenteeism, where you're at work, but you're not really at work, mm. where you show up only physically. You're not really there mentally and emotionally. And you can think of when you start something new at work and you're really jazzed about it. You're really excited. It's a new challenge. And maybe there's a little nerves going on too, but overall you're pretty passionate about it. When you lose that, that's a symptom of burnout as well. And then again, that can carry over at home when I just lose the passion for my relationships because I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. There's been this prolonged stress. Mm -hmm. And I want to emphasize that it, this is not anybody's fault, right? Like it's not that you don't care about your work or care about at home or anything like that. You're just trying to deal with so much coming on you at, at one time or over a long period of time. And it's hard to break out of that cycle. Absolutely. I think it's the ubiquitous nature of, of COVID. Mm -hmm. COVID has affected everyone, period, end of story. We've all been touched by COVID in one way. And when you have COVID, when you have all the other things that have layered on top of this tiny little thing, this global pandemic, and then all these other things that have happened outside, like the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement, like the attack on the Capitol, like Omicron, like Ukraine, all these other things, and then work just keeps going and going and going. Everybody gets affected. Mm -hmm. It's nobody's fault. It's just our inability to carry on. If you think about... We're built for a crisis. We're really good in a crisis. When a crisis happens, we get hyper-focused. Our adrenaline runs. We go all in. We're great. And then when the crisis is done, we're able to sit back, think about what we did, how we did it, and kind of recuperate. COVID hasn't allowed for that time to sit back and look and recuperate. So our minds and our bodies are built for a good crisis, but that crisis has been going on so long. Mm -hmm. So how could it be anybody's fault? Yeah. So now that things are moving in a different direction and, and we're entering into another phase of the pandemic and hopefully things continue to improve, how can people 
address this and recognize it or get help? Well, I think the first thing is, I think there there's two answers to that question. Mm-hmm. I think businesses need to address it. They need to not shy away from it. They need to take it head on and look at their employees and consider that it is happening there as well. And so they need to address it. They need to talk to their employees, educate their employees, educate their leaders about what burnout looks like Mm -hmm. so that they can see it in their employees. And then as individuals, take some self-inventory. Am I depleted? Am I really tired? Am I getting snippy at work and at home? Do I really just not care anymore about some of the things that I used to care about? Should I listen to those people that tell me, gee, you look really tired and you don't seem the same anymore? Take some of those cues. We know that everyone's been affected, so start listening. And then see if your organization has an employee assistance program. And if it doesn't, go through your insurance to find a counselor. The counselors out there have been more and more busy And in a way, I think that's a great thing because Mm. I think the stigma is going down more and more that people are seeking out mental health. And that's great. Yeah. So there's ways to get help. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, I worked with you previously, Kathleen. I was so fortunate to have you as a resource when we were experiencing burnout in the ICU setting at one of the hospitals. You know, I had reached out to our EAP and, and you had come over and did a virtual presentation with our nurses and staff members at the hospital and how helpful that was. But I think if individuals at our community reached out to their leaders or communicate that to our leaders, say that, you know what, we're maybe irritable at home or we are not able to focus focus appropriately and then encouraging talking to each other and also like reaching out for assistance to their leaders or if they have an EAP program just like ours at AHC, I think that that speaks volume. I mean, I could st- there was this was about a year ago and I could still think about the time where it was so helpful to have you there and just talk about what everybody's feeling, speak about the elephant in the room and then just provide additional resources because people may not recognize those burnout symptoms right then. But when others are talking about them, that peer support is really, really helpful. So, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate that we have you and your services in our facility. Yeah. Supporting each other is so important. And they, you know, they call them a work family for a reason. <laughs> That's right. That's so, right. Yeah. That support is, would is, is important. And sometimes it's not so much, um, I mean, I love the fact that I get to work for AHC's LifeWork Strategies EAP, but not every organization has it. So it it doesn't even have to go to that level mm. sometimes. It's something as simple as take the day off. Mm. And when you take that day off, really take it off. Disconnect from work. Step away from work. Take care of yourself. If you're anything like me, it usually takes me maybe two days before I start to really feel like, Uh, I feel like we all have a little bit of that. Yeah, right. The one day just sometimes isn't enough. And so maybe take two days, maybe take the long weekend and then just disconnect and do things that lift you. Mm -hmm. Because that's really what helps burnout too, is not only getting counseling, but do some things that lift you, that's disconnected, separate from work. A lot of what I heard during the first couple of surges was people were taking up hobbies. And what I learned, I thought that was interesting. And so I I read up on it and I learned that there's research out there to support that you're engaging a different part of your brain Mm. and therefore you're, you're learning something and it's 
hard to think about those things that are stressing you when you're learning and engaging a different part of your brain. So get a hobby. I like it. So one of the other topics that has that I've been reading about and has been in the news a lot is resilience and that we've been talking here at Adventist Healthcare about. How does that play into burnout? Well, resilience is a mindset. And the best way I know how to describe resilience is like a rubber band. So if you're facing a challenge, something happens, you get stretched. And resilience is the idea of going back to your original state of what you were before that challenge. I don't love that definition because I feel like there's a missed opportunity there because I think that we can really grow through a challenge and we can be more than just resilient. We can be more than the way we were before. And I don't know any of us that are the same as we were before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I'd like to think most of us are changed and changed for the better. We've probably learned an awful lot about what we can withstand, what we've done, who we are, how we have this new sense of community for each other too. When we all had to work remote and be isolated and got cut off, we realized we really like other people. We like hugging. And so that's, that was an opportunity to grow through a challenge. So I think if you have that mindset that I want to be better than I was before burnout set in or before that challenge happened, you can look in and see where are some of the positive areas that you've grown and then you get that post-traumatic growth. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, I like that too. Yeah, I do. Growth. Yeah, I hadn't, personally, I haven't had a chance to really even reflect on the growth. And as you're talking, I'm like, should I really have gotten stronger through this, you know? I think we don't recognize it because we don't think We're about it. We're just living through it. We're just yeah. like, oh, this and is so, what the new norm is. But but if you reflect back two years yes. from now, I think we could see, you know what? Maybe, maybe I did grow a lot. Maybe yeah. I did Yeah, and I can handle a lot more than I thought. So well, I like that for, for our listeners. Stop and, and reflect and I, remember I, and see how much you've grown. I think we're wired for the negative. We can reflect really, really well on things that didn't go right, right? Most of us are wired to think about, oof, oh, I shouldn't have said that or, oh, I wish I wore this or, right? Instead of reflecting on the things that were beautiful or that we could be grateful for or the things that went well. We don't take enough time to reflect on that. And that is a piece of resilience that we can all work on. I really like actually ending here because that's a really positive note to leave our listeners with and our community with is reflect on the positive. And if you have an EAP program, seek it out. If you don't know if you have one, Go find if you have one and ask to see if there are resources available for you and your team. And if you're an organization that doesn't have an EAP or an employee wellness program and are interested in one, you can contact LifeWork Strategies at 1-800-777-8138 or visit lifeworkstrategies.com. Well, thank you, Kathleen, for coming. We so appreciate this great talk. I know I'm going to reflect afterwards. <laughs> I'm so glad. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, thanks to all of our listeners. Remember to hit follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we will be back for our next episode next time. Thank you all. Be well. Be well.